Hey everybody and welcome to another Torn Up interview and as always we're so appreciative of the artists that take out their valuable time to speak with us here on the show. Now this is something as, as is the norm for me that I've really only come across recently and I was so impressed and so much so that I made contact with the artist and uh, asked her if she'd have time to speak to us here on the show and uh, she said absolutely no problem so will you please give a very big torn up welcome to Aoife Doyle. Aoife how are you? How are you, Jerry? I'm very well, thank you. I am, I am, I am good. Enjoying the good weather like yourself. Uh, That's it. Aoife, tell me, we'll talk about a whole lot of stuff, but maybe we'll just take take it back in time. When did you first have a, an interest in music? Was it all was there? Is it in the family? How did all of this begin for you, Aoife? Yeah, music. Well, it, it was always, yeah, it was in the family, like lots of Irish people, I suppose. You know, there was a lot of Irish uh, music in the house, a lot of music in the house just generally. Um, and I started playing really before I started speaking, actually, because there, there, was a, there was a fiddle in the house and my brother was learning it and I, I really wanted to get my hands on it. And I started to play the fiddle anyway when I was very young. Uh, when I was one and a half, I started that and um, then uh, I started singing then in school you know um, I really loved singing in school and that became kind of my main thing was singing and um, then like as I say my family all played my dad's an instrument maker he makes flutes um, and he always played music played flute played banjo different things and there was just a lot of people came to the house there was always people in the house playing music um, my brothers play, um, my brother Joe's a, a musician and my brother Ovi's also a musician. And uh, then my uncles are also musicians. So um, it was a, it was an unusual house, I suppose, in a way, or maybe maybe in 80s Ireland it wasn't that unusual, but there was a lot of people coming and going out of the house and playing music all the time. So that's really how, how I got started. It was just kind of around a lot and, um, and I kind of uh, found my own path with it, I suppose, then, because I... I start. I got interested in jazz then when I was sort of, at, you know, around eleven or twelve, and that was very different to to what my family were interested in, and um, got it very interested in jazz and blues and kind of American music, I suppose. And then I kind of went down that road for for a long time. But um, I think I think my music's probably very folk influenced as well. You know, it's kind of folk, jazz, blues kind of stuff. You know, R and B. Yeah, I think I think I mean you know uh, you know that your music definitely has um, a number of influences, and there is a bit of jazz, there is a bit of blues, there is folk in it, and I think that's what kind of made me sit up and listen because you're a little bit different. It's it's not just the usual, and then I think from well from me anyway. You know the standout feature is your voice. You you have a you have a beautiful voice. It's a it's very pure and it's made for, it's made for singing that kind of a folksy blues. It's 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 really good and the lyrics are very good. And for me, you know lyrics are very important and and music also of course. But if you can marry, you know really good lyrics uh to a nice melody um it it really makes for something special. 
it sure does yeah yeah that's what great songs are made of <laughs> they are and i like that i i know you can tell us a little bit the new single that's coming out now um i think actually we were chatting be just before we switched on and you were doing there was a little bit of video work going on today as well so obviously uh, a lot of work going on behind the scenes to promote it at this stage Yes, yeah, so I have a new song coming out, it's called Clare Sky and um, I live in County Clare, it's inspired by Clare and the sky and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we were out today, my brother's actually directing a video for me, so uh, we were out in the burn today filming um, carton chairs and kites and all sorts of things around the place. <laughs> so uh, yeah, lots of creative stuff going on at the moment, very busy. And I, su- I suppose, stuff. I suppose, Aoife, you, you're saying your brother was directing the video, is it a... Is it a really nice thing when you can have family members? I mean, you're after telling me your brothers, musicians, uncles, musicians. So I presume in the, in the Doyle family and the and the the the, the larger the the outer ring of the family, there's no scarcity of people that can contribute to a project if you're recording an album or you're doing something. There's nearly a family member somewhere along the way that can that can do the job for you. Would that be right, Eva? Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, there's a lot of a lot of support and comes from different directions over the years. My uncle Jerry is a, a very really brilliant fiddle player, and um, and he has often given me over the years fiddle lessons. And for a time when I lived in Wicklow, I, I spent a lot of time learning off him. And um, my uncle Ken as well is is very supportive of what I do. He was he's always ringing me up, telling me he's my fan and everything. Which is nice, and um, so like yeah, I get a lot of support from them. And then my brothers are both musicians, and and uh, my brother who's directing the video, he just has a lot of really great ideas about stuff, and he's very good at kind of just getting up and getting the job done, and not afraid to get his hands dirty. And as I was telling you earlier, he was what he was hiking up the hills with a chair, an armchair on his head <laughs> for the music video. You know, he's like a Sherpa. Um, he's great. So yeah, I get it. I yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful to have um have anybody really to help you um with, with all this stuff because it's an it's a lot of work, you know, as an independent musician, there's just the work is never ending. I mean you just work from morning until night really with everything that has to be done. So any little bit of help from the family is is great. Well, it sounds like it sounds like you have more than a uh, 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 you know uh, uh, the average because of the fact that I mean I have interviewed people and maybe nobody in the family's been involved in music before or the, the and indeed I have the the other way too where the household you know everybody's involved in it but it certainly has to be definitely a plus and I think it's a plus from the point of view that you know people if you're a musician and if you're creative. Uh, there's a certain process to it. There's a certain fulfilment in doing that, and if others in the family are on a similar uh, vein or track that you are, they get it. So they they understand what you're doing or what you're trying to do. And tell me something, Eva. You know we're well. Hopefully, we're moving out of the non gigging, non live music uh, period of this COVID crisis. <sighs> How did you cope with that? Uh, I mean, a lot of artists, and I presume you did the same yourself, you know, there was maybe some live online stuff, Facebook or whatever. And if you did, uh, how did you find that? Did you find it was beneficial? Is it something that maybe you'll continue to do? Or will you revert back to what was happening before COVID came along? 
Um, I, di- I did a couple of online things, but I didn't get really into the online thing, to be honest. I didn't really like it. Um, uh, I, I did. A, I, I released a couple of kind of songs that I performed online, that kind of thing, but I didn't do on- that many online gigs. I think I did one or two. Um, I So... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I through the pandemic, I, I really focused on making this album. Actually, that's that's really what I did, uh, and and it was very, in a way, it was very good because I was able to just work on that really, you know. And all the people who I wanted to um, to work on it were available. Um, so Michael Buckley is an incredible Irish musician um, who's of the Buckley family. They're, they're a whole family of musicians who worked with everybody and anybody. They're, they're all brilliant. Um, but Michael Buckley produced this album. So he's a saxophonist um, and a producer, and he has a studio in Dublin called the House of Horns. So Michael would normally be away touring, or he could be, you wouldn't know where he'd be. Um, now he probably would have produced the album anyway but he probably wouldn't have had the time that he had to really concentrate on it as he did and he just did an incredible job on the production I mean he you know he wrote all these really beautiful horn arrangements and everything so so that was a big plus for me in a way that, that you know he was available and um, and I was also available and we were both able to concentrate and then it also features all my my longtime friends and musicians Johnny Taylor Andrew Chibby and Dominic Mullen who both featured on my previous two albums mm-hmm. as well and um, it features Michael's wife on back and vocals, Margot Daly and Ronan Dooney on trumpet and Jack Marr on guitar. So they're they're all they're all Irish musicians. They're all whether Irish or Irish based. Um and it, it's a real kind of, it's a kind of a nice snapshot of the musicians that are actually working in Ireland at the moment. I think, you know, this album and um, there was no one flown in from LA or anything like that. It's just Irish musicians or Irish based musicians. So um so yeah, that's really what I did throughout the pandemic and uh, in terms of live gigs, I'm hoping to have something announced uh, for the for the new year. All right, in terms of gigs, I, I have a couple of things lined up. I haven't got a whole lot lined up this side of Christmas. Uh, I know some people are already back doing stuff, but um, I find that people are venues are quite reluctant still, and they're not sure about audiences whether people really want to come out. I'm, I'm, I think maybe people are still quite reluctant actually to go out to things. And, um, so it's it's not although things are opening up. I think we're not completely uh, you know back yet as it seems. I think it's it's still uh, it's still a bit of a there's a way to go yet in terms of live performance but I very much look forward to being able to get out and play these songs you know um, in whatever way I can <laughs> to a live audience absolutely yeah I think you know Aoife you're absolutely right because you know I would be chatting to people that even you know gigs that have been organised and uh, there is demand for tickets, but it's not overwhelming. It's uh, people. There's still that little bit of hesitancy, and uh, I I think it will take another while before, like even I think is I think it's the case once we hit the twenty second of October that, uh, capacity will be allowed to be at a hundred percent, and and if that's the case. I still think it might just take a while before people are happy to stand shoulder to shoulder with somebody, you know. And and you know what I have to say, for me, that's the magic of a, a gig, you know, where there's a, a sold out audience, where there's a great atmosphere, where there's a lot of camaraderie and people are chatting to each other. And OK, they're not chatting when the music's going on, but let's just say before the artist comes on, stage and probably afterwards people chat about the gig and stuff and there's a great buzz and that buzz wouldn't be there if there was maybe say reduced capacity or a smaller crowd 
or indeed that beta hesitancy to interact with your neighbour at the gig there because what I loved because I go to a fair few gigs is most times when I go Eva, I'd end up making a friend or two that night people I maybe hadn't met before and where are you from and where and then the thing about Facebook is and you have your you have your mobile there if you you want to chat you can send a friend request you can accept it and off you go and um I, I yeah I'm looking forward to seeing that happening again there is if you look on uh, at the gigs really certainly for next year there's a huge amount of stuff happening again so I think all of us artists and fans are really looking forward to things getting back to some kind of normality because we really haven't had it for the last two years um, no, no, yeah. Another thing, I, so, yeah. you know, when you recorded the album, and I'm sure it, it it was it was worked around, but the fact that maybe two people couldn't be in the same room was it the case that whoever had a particular part to play did it separately, and it was just layered upon layer until the album was finished. Then, or where was there a point where actually people could be in the studio, could be together and do it, or? or what stage were you at whenever you were recording, Eva? Yeah, well, we, we actually talked about recording in February of 2020, so just before the pandemic. Ah. And we were like, yeah, okay, we'll do this. And then the pandemic hit, so it was like, right, we won't be doing it. So we left it then for a good few months. And then sometime around after the first lockdown was sort of lifting, um, Michael got in touch with me, I think it was around May or June. And um, he came up with an idea as to how we could basically make a socially distanced album but also make it work in a way that was creatively very good for us so he said to me we're we can just go into the studio and record the songs on their own first so just myself and the piano player would go into the studio as three separate rooms in the studio so we were all in a separate room yeah but um uh, the engineer is in one room johnny's in another room playing the piano and i'm in another room singing um and he said and we're just going to record the songs first and I said oh my god I love that idea because anytime I've recorded before in studios um, what happens often is the band tracks go down first the bass and drums are the first thing to go down that's kind of the traditional way that, that it's made that the albums are made or whatever but what I find with that is sometimes the song can get a bit lost you know in terms of tempos and stuff it's kind of the drummer is playing whatever tempo he you know or yeah. she um, <clears throat> is comfortable with or maybe not but um, you know it just it, sometimes the song can get a bit lost and Michael was of the same kind of thinking on that he thought, he said no we'll, we'll go in we'll get the emotion of the song exactly the way you know you want it to be and, and get the tempos and everything exactly the way you want them to be we'll get all that right first and we'll just keep it really simple and then we'll bring everybody else in one at a time kind of thing and that's what we did and, and it really worked um, for me both creatively and COVID friendly it, it seemed to just really be a brilliant answer to me. It was just part it was part of Michael's genius. He's he's like the fixer. He just comes up with a solution for every problem. But um, yeah, like it wasn't just that. You know, often with COVID restrictions, you, you're kind of missing out because the restriction. You, as you say, like there's not as many people in the audience and all the distance or whatever. Or the online gigs not the same atmosphere. But um, but in this instance, actually, the socially distant thing of of just making it really simple and just recording the song on its own at, uh, to start really worked creatively brilliantly for us yeah so that's that's how we got around that yeah, it, it 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 to me it's like I suppose what you what you were putting down force is like it's like building a house. It's the foundation in, you know, you're not putting the windows in force. You're actually putting the foundation in, which really I suppose makes an awful lot of sense. 
uh, and maybe it mightn't have been done that way only for the fact that you know the, the way the pandemic was it had to be changed um uh. and tell me something the album itself uh is there a theme running through the album or is each song a kind of a separate story because you know sometimes there can be a certain theme going through maybe that links the song so how would you uh. say the new album is or is there a theme or is it individual tracks um, yeah, well, the new album is called Infinitely Clear, and um, I don't think there's a theme as such. I suppose, like, it's kind of, uh, I moved to Clare a number of years ago, and I started to write songs more, really, when I moved to the west of Ireland. That's I wrote my last album, Clouds, here, and then I wrote this album, <clears throat> Infinitely Clear, here, and um, there's a song on it called Wicklow, which is about... Wicklow where I'm from and there's also a song on a cold clear sky which is about Claire where I live now I think there's something about that kind of move that is kind of manifested in the songs definitely um, here and like Claire is a very very different place to to the east coast in that it's like it it's really feels like you're out in the edge of the world here in terms of the weather it's so extreme yeah. and the winters here are very you know they're kind of I, I find them quite soulful but the weather is like full on you know I mean like when I moved here first people would say to me and how are you going to get through the winter you know and I didn't really know what they were talking about but um, after spending a number of winters here I realised like it's just it's so kind of it, it, there can be days and days and days and days where it really rains just non-stop and it's, it's windy and it's hard to even just get from the house to the car and like my whole wardrobe that I had from when I lived in Dublin was obsolete down here it just doesn't make any sense you just need proper outdoor gear and that's that's it and I think in a way there's a sort of a soulful element to all of that and, and I find the winters here actually I really like them even though some people find them very dark and, and, and kind of maybe too extreme in the weather I quite I quite like them um, because there's just no superficial anything, you know, there's no billboards, there's very few shops open, um, and it's just kind of you and the elements, and, and, and I quite like that. But I think that has kind of manifested that kind of soulfulness in my songs, because there's kind of quite a few soulful kind of songs on the album as well, so I feel like that's kind of like the Claire influence. Um, uh, so I think maybe that's kind of the theme, it's just that move and that kind of shift in perspective, um, and kind of that reflective thing about Wicklow which I don't think I would have written that song Wicklow had I not have moved, moved to Clare because um, I kind of had a chance to reflect on on that place and and a lot of the things you know that I experienced growing up there and things that I learned and memories and different things like that so yeah um, I think that's probably it it's the shift in perspective and, and then the Clare influence the soulful kind of winters here definitely come out in the music or I hope they do anyway but I, I think they do <laughs> so, they so in other words Aoife what you're really saying is that as an artist as a songwriter wherever you live in the world can have a big effect on the creative process can have a big effect on on what you may produce or write and tell me something in the process itself you know, is it the lyrics that come first if you have an idea or it, some, is it is it the tune or can it be a bit of both? Uh, and Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think for, uh, it's funny, a lot of songwriters I know it's, know it's, it's really a lyric thing for them. But um, I think I was really a musician before I was a songwriter and I tend to be much more influenced by sound and, and music. So often it's a musical idea or it has been in the past but in recent years actually it's been more of a lyrical thing as well like it can be either I can get a lyrical idea you know or something you know I might just read something be like oh that'd be nice in a song actually you know and that might start me off on something 
Um, but I find with songwriting, like, really, it never happens on my watch, and usually it never happens about the things that I think I should be writing about. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a matter of just turning up and, like, I'll start writing about something that I think I should write about, and I end up writing about something completely different. The song ends up being about something completely different. That it's kind of a very, like, you know, process of having to kind of go delve deep into yourself to know what you what's actually needs to come out in a song. I think a lot of the time, so um, and it's a matter of just kind of really staying and 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 being with that kind of quiet quietness within yourself and then letting whatever is inside of you come out. You know, so it's not always a a thing I I, I can kind of think about and go, okay, I'm gonna consciously write about this because things don't really ever happen as I say on on my kind of watch or on, on my time they just kind of happen as they're supposed to so yeah it can come from anywhere yeah and I, or, I think music. I think too Aoife that and I've said this to other songwriters that lyrics a hundred people can listen to a lyric and get a hundred different meanings from the same song and um, yeah. I mean, the first song that I hear of you is Strength to Be Strong. And I mean, that is such, um, it's actually such an empowering song. It's a positive thing because to me, it's kind of saying, you know, we all go through, you know, tough times, but there is an inner strength inside us. And if we can call on it, you know, it gets us through an awful lot. Uh, and, and probably yeah. too, there's, there is the thing of if you if you're lucky to have a close circle of really good friends, uh, because we all have times in our life when when things can be a bit tougher than usual, and uh, to get through that, you have to kind of you have to go on a kind of a deeper inner kind of strength. But also, I think you can feed off that energy and strength and goodwill that comes from people around you. But certainly that song, that that song made a very big impression on me on here because it was the reason really that I wanted to make contact. It just blew me away. I thought really beautiful, soulful, sensitive song. Oh wow, well, thanks very much. I'm glad you glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I I wrote that kind of um you know uh, it was sort of really there's so many things in life that we maybe when we're younger, like you're kind of sold this idea that you should be, if you do enough of one type of thing or if you work hard enough, then everything will work out. Like, but the reality is that life isn't like that at all. Like, <laughs> you know, you can do everything right and, and things can just not work out, you know, and that's just the way it is. And that can be a very, that's a very difficult lesson to learn, I think, as an adult. Um, and, you know, I just think about people who are living with maybe terminal illness or or chronic illness or something like that. And, and you know, and, and, and having to really find that strength every day, I suppose, to, to continuously be be strong to, 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 to deal with that. And, and I think as well, strength can be, you know, can be vulnerability is allowing yourself to be vulnerable as well. I don't mean just kind of being kind of cold and hard and tough or anything like that, but like it's just giving yourself that, um, that space to be whatever you need to be, you know, and find, but finding the strength to keep, kind of uh, keep getting up and, and facing life with whatever it's thrown, thrown at you and, and sometimes it's something that's just it's just very challenging and ongoing yeah know? and I, I think the song does that Aoife I think it's like um, it reaches out to people uh, to give them encouragement and, and, and you're actually saying Lord give me the strength to be strong so you're not you're asking you know, to have that strength too so it's a kind of 
it's a symbiotic relationship where people are sort of, you know, feeling that they've been in the same position and maybe feeling like that right now when they hear that song and then, you know, maybe realising that there is an inner strength there and there is a way to be able to deal whatever it is that's, that's come in your life um, and to come out the other side. And, you know, it's 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 something I, I felt it inspired and so, certain songs can do that. And of course, it's also in the way of the delivery, you know, it's the, it's the tone of your voice, it's the music. It's, it's everything. If everything's not just right, the song doesn't resonate because music is vibration. And if vibration, in my opinion, is, is just right, uh, it really connects extremely well with the listener. That's my opinion. Mm. Yes, yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. And tell Absolutely. me something then, the, the album then, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be out in the not-too-distant future, and then you'll be looking at maybe early next year then some some live gigs. When you go out then, is it is it do you have a band with you, Aoife? How what what'll be the plans when you hit the road? Uh, well, I'm not sure yet exactly. I will have a band with me at some certain times, all right, when my budget allows it. <laughs> uh, I have a long-time band, as I mentioned before, Johnny Taylor, Andrew Chibby and Dominic Mullen, um, and they're piano, bass and drums, and we've, we've been working together for God, years since we were teenagers. And uh, they're wonderful. Like they're just brilliant musicians. They're great. Um, so when I when my budget allows, as I say, I, I will have have them with me. And then other times it might just be myself and one other person. And um, we'll we'll just have to see. But um, we did. I did manage to do a gig in uh, September there. I think it was right. When was it? The seventh or the ninth or something? I can't remember now. But it was a uh, that was with the full studio band. Um, so I had Michael and Ronan on the horns and uh, Margot on back, back and vocal. So that was a that was a nice you know moment. It was just after Strength to Be Strong came out and we were able to do a proper gig with all the songs. Um, so hopefully there'll be a few of those as well. You know with with the full studio band. Um, but it, that's quite a big band. It's an eight piece. So we'll see. We'll right, see how it goes. Right. I, I, I tell you one thing. I'd love to see that lay, but the energy would be something else. We we probably we maybe not talk about it now, but I know. <sighs> There'll be more tracks maybe coming out from that by the time the, the interview's broadcast. So, of course, as usual, we will be featuring songs. And maybe we might have a song maybe from previous previous album as well. Uh, just give the listeners a taste of, of what you've done in the past. And and really, Aoife, you know, I, I'm inspired by people like yourself that really, you know, you have so much commitment, so much passion and energy into producing great music and this indeed may be a small little island but we are blessed with more than our fair share of amazingly talented artists and you're certainly among them Ethan. all i want to say is on behalf of myself and the producer colin mullen here and torn up i really want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us on behalf of the station here radio home of rock they're a great bunch of people very passionate about their music and they're really like a family here so welcome to our family and certainly we will be supporting you whatever way we can in the coming weeks and months Eva. and thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us thanks jerry and the same to you like i know like the, the artists are great in ireland and i really appreciate you saying that i'm up there with them i really do and um, but it's people like yourself though like who are actually taking the time you know who just love music and who actually 
just are interested in music like that to me when I had the first conversation with you on the phone I got off the phone and thought God I feel really inspired after that conversation there's somebody now who just likes music and they just got in touch with me because they just like my music you know that's it's actually it's it's not as common as you think <laughs> in the radio world so like to have people like yourself who are just given their time you know to, to just kind of getting music out there that they feel passionate about is is huge for for us for artists as well so thank you for all that you do and thanks to your producer also i really appreciate oh, it oh listen you don't know how much that means but it, you're right you know i love music and and i may may attitude to music is like to hear your music or any other artists i haven't come across before it's like being given a brand a new present into your hand that you're opening up to listen to uh, and really, it's my passion. I, I couldn't imagine my life not having music in it. And actually to do this radio show and work with these people on the station, speak to wonderful people like yourself, I really couldn't ask to do Anne better. It's like, this isn't work for me. It's just a passion and it makes me very happy to be involved. And if in some way that this show can help the artists here and uh, we like we play artists from all around the world but i never forget uh the irish roots here and there's many artists that we feature on the show here on a regular basis and again you're another one of those people because i'm a very proud irish man and love our culture our music and the fantastic things we've done and i will never forget that but as I say, we play from all around the world and we have a great family here on the show. We have listeners right across the world and they, they seem to like what they hear and I'm so th thankful and grateful for that. Aoife, we'll, we'll say goodbye and again, thanks so much. As I say, it was really a pleasure and I can hear your passion. I can hear the joy in your voice when you speak about it. So you were like-minded because I know you That's have it. that same passion and uh, it's a joy to behold and thank you so much thank you Jerry. thank you very much take care